Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ Miami's Eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made aware of any time there's new content on. As always, I'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today we have another very fortunate to uh, interview another ex-hammer. Um, Neil played, I think, over 20 first team appearances in the 2003-04 season. Um, scored a couple of goals as well. It was short-lived. He got injured, unfortunately. But um, and we'll have a giggle because you know there's not many players who have played, you know, twenty odd games but under three different managers, which will be quite interesting. Um, how are we doing, Mister Milmela? How are you, man? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Not many games, like you say, but it was uh, it was an honour to represent West Ham in that short period of time. And, and like you say, it was um, it was interesting. There were some cracking players at the football yeah. club at the time, and three managers. Um, finally, got myself a couple of goals. Seemed to take forever to get them goals, but I got them. <laughs> but it's one of those. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it's uh, we. we well, I like to interview. I mean, it doesn't matter if you've played one game for for West Ham or you've played, you know, five hundred. I mean, how much Mark Noble's played? Everyone, you know, everyone would, would would trade their life, Neil, to put on the any West Ham fan would trade their life to put the West Ham shirt on once, let alone make twenty appearances and 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 score a couple of goals as well. You know what I mean? And it was. Um, I mean, the, the whole idea is of what we do is is just sort of this bit nostalgic and and going back and talking about sort of you know your time there and stuff like that. But you know, in, in the present, in the background, can you see it? I, look, he's got it there. Meta, there he is. Thirty-three. Wasn't too often, but it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't faded because it wasn't washed no. that much but no no it's all good man it's all good but how are you in obviously in present day how are you at the moment how's things with you in the world weird world we live in strange times really strange times isn't it i, I feel quite lucky because i've been to quite a few football matches since yes. um since the season started not enjoyed watching football with no fans um you know it's a completely different game it's a lot harder for the players the qualities 
not what it what it was certainly um, with with the fans there. So uh, mm. the sooner the fans can get back, obviously, ultimately it's about everyone being safe at this time. I think it's the uncertainty, the unknown of how do I catch the virus, how do I protect myself. You, you know, that I don't I don't want my loved ones. I don't want anyone to to get it. I've been fortunate that that I haven't had it. Touch wood, and um, mm. but but obviously a lot of people haven't suffered from it, and it's seems to have been horrendous. So the sooner we're out of all this lockdown, fans can get back in the stadiums, we can start enjoying our football a little bit more. Yeah, no, exactly. And obviously, you know, you, you cover, as you said before we started, you cover a lot of the, the league games particularly. And I can imagine, I can imagine even more so, you know, all those grounds are relatively tight grounds, small grounds. So having uh, having fans makes a massive difference. I think in the Premier League, because they're more like bowls and it's, it doesn't seem, you know, they're not on top of you um, so much. And so you probably notice it even more, um, those sort of lower league teams. But probably my favourite game of this season, it was um, December. It was Carlisle. It was freezing cold. It was a Tuesday night. Um, and they were playing Salford. They were going quite well. Both teams were going well in, in League Two. And it was the first time that they could have 2,000 fans back in the yeah. stadium. And honestly, it, it was brilliant. It, it felt like felt like a sellout. It, f- yeah. it finished 2-1 to, to Carlisle. And it was a proper buzz again. Every time um, the referee made a bad decision, he was getting booed. The opposition yeah. were getting booed. Carlisle, every time they, they got near the goal, it was, it was just like football used to be. But I've waited that long to experience yeah. it again. So, so, so the fans, when they are allowed back in, they will enjoy being back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> it is weird at the at London Stadium at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm still there for the home games, and it's and it is. It's, no, to be honest, it's got to the point now where it's become the norm. Do you know what I mean? That when actually when we had we had two thousand for the Man United game, and it was a bit of an annoyance for me because it's like I had to get the train in. I didn't, you know, it's like I felt really bad, but it was like it's so it's become sort of normal, which is which is a bad thing, really. But as you said. 2,000 fans, even at London Stadium, they made a racket and, you know, it was it was a bit emotional, actually. Now, listen, singing bubbles and, you know, you could hear them because there was, you know, not much else going on, really, uh, in terms of noise in the ground. So, um, yeah. Shame VAR wasn't working that game when the ball went out for a throw. That's another story. One That's down. another story. Exactly. Doesn't matter what, whether it's lockdown, no lockdown, <laughs> you know, whether it's VAR, is still VAR, isn't it? So... And that's why we love it because it's football, isn't it? It's, it's it's even even that it's about opinions and about even 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 the computer a, a straight line and people have a moaning whether it's on the line. It's just mental, isn't it? Bonkers. Absolutely mental. <laughs> but it's all. But that's that's what football's all about, isn't it? It's all about as the fans. And I think um, you know, to be honest, people people can see the game a lot better now um, on the telly, um, a lot safer. But it's not necessarily. The football it's about particularly for West Ham it's it's the fans it's getting together it's meeting down the pub and yeah I think we're a long way off that but um I think next season I think next season there'll be you know I think we'll fob this season off now I think in terms of getting fans back in by the time we get out of lockdown again and whatnot don't rule it out you you know West Ham good position not far off them European oh no players. no we're fine no we're fine we're, we're doing well without the fans god we, we're gonna be you know we'll be in Europe probably the FA Cup you know who knows but it's a typical West Ham thing but I think getting fans back into the ground I think it's one of those things where I think you have to you know it's um I think this season's gonna be too soon with the vaccine and stuff so Next season, and um, God, when that London Stadium, when everyone's back there, sixty thousand, it's gonna be a gonna be a fantastic time. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's sad. But you said West Ham are doing the doing all right for us at the moment. They're keeping us entertained. They're doing okay, Neil, which is doing well. Um, doing doing well. Very well. Yeah, I've yeah. enjoyed watching West Ham. I tell you, I tell you who I like, and I saw him a lot in the Championship. Bowen, 
Yeah. I really like Bowen. I, I think he's been, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the West Ham fans think about him, but he's, I thought he's a player who can make a difference. He can He can win a football match. He can create something. I know West Ham fans have had great players over the years who've, who've been able to do that. And I'm sure when the fans come back in, they can enjoy him a little bit more. Bowen. Yeah. No, he's no, he done well. I mean, Moisey's brought in some good some good heads, I think, in, in terms of the, the, the team, both in terms of player personnel and backroom staff as well. Um, and they seem to make a big difference. All football, you know, foot, they've brought in like proper football people. Do you know, like my, my favourite and... coach is at your football club. Really, Alan Irvine, the best. He was yeah. absolute. He was manager. One for was it two or three games when Moyes was at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Irvine loved him. Absolutely loved him. He was the best coach I've ever had. He was great. Really, yeah. Seems like a really nice guy. It was quite funny because like we were there at the set, and obviously we didn't know that. And I didn't realise that Moyes wasn't there at the game because I just saw this sort of silver-haired <laughs> person. And it was only when the camera zoomed in, I thought, he's about a foot taller than, than Moyes usually is. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not in. Like, oh, Jesus. But, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just a buzz around West Ham at the moment, it seems. You know, there's a real togetherness in, within the players and the staff and the players and the staff together. And it's nice to see, man. It's nice to see. Um, and, and long may it continue. Long may it continue. But um, as we said, you know, we... Uh, you, it's 2003, 2003-2004 season, um, you, you played for us, Neil. Um, and what I like to do is I like to find out like how the sort of the transfer happened. Now, I think you're probably, to be honest, I think you're our first player who joined us on loan we've had on the channel. Okay. Rather than, okay. You know what I mean? So how does, how, what's, obviously, when we have interviewed players who've obviously been out on loan, who've gone out on loan to various clubs, but not come into West Ham, how does that happen in terms of the process from, he was at Liverpool all the time, you know, God bless him, Gerard, Julio, you know, how did that all happen and, and why West Ham, basically? Well, well, how it happened was, um, did all right in, in sort of the youth team and the reserves at Liverpool, scored quite a few goals. And, and that pre-season, I remember we went away to um, to the Far East, to, to um, Thailand. And I remember seeing West Ham in the airport and um, I think the manager, Gerard Hulliard, was obviously spe- speaking to the West Ham manager at the time, which was Glenn Roder. Didn't think anything of it. I'm going there, going over to the Far East, thinking, right, I'm part of Liverpool's pl- plans this season. I'm a young kid. I mean, in terms of young kid today, I was I was twenty. You know, that's quite old for a young kid to yeah, yeah. breaking through. But but back then it was sort of under seventeens, under nineteens. Then you're in and around the first team in the reserve. So I done all right preseason. I got two goals away at Aberdeen in a preseason friendly for Liverpool. I was thinking. I'm part of the plans here. I'm definitely going to be involved this season. I'm not going to dislodge Owen or Heskey, but I'm going to be on the bench and coming off and, and scoring goals. So I was made up. And, and Julio pulled me after the game and he said, you've done great, but, but I think it's time now you experience senior football somewhere else, maybe on loan. So have a little think about it. Two clubs have come in for you. There's West Ham and there's Sunderland. So have a little think about, about it. So yeah. I was like, okay, fine. Both are just, I, I don't know if Sunderland have just been relegated. Possibly, but both teams were in the championship and obviously West Ham had just been relegated the season before. And um, and so I had a little think about things. Um, obviously, Glenn Roder was the manager at, at West Ham and he rang me up and he said, I, w- I want to improve you as a player. You're coming down to West Ham and you, you may play some games, you may, you may play most games, but I want to really develop you as a football player. So mm-hmm. to me, I was thinking, right, fine. There's no pressure that I'm going to be starting every game. I don't, and then it's a chance to develop. And um, whereas I didn't speak to to um, to Mick McCarthy, who was a Sunderland manager, 
But because I'd made my mind up for West Ham, my dad being my dad, and because he was an ex-football player, and yes. I, didn't, I didn't have an agent at the time. The PFA um, have always represented me. I've never had an agent. I don't believe in an agent. It's always the PFA to me that I've done all, yes. my, all the contracts. And so my dad said, I've got a ring Mick McCarthy and tell him I didn't want to sign for him. Now, now you've seen Mick McCarthy, not the sort of yes. character you want to be messing about with. So I've written it down. Like I say, I'm 20. I'm, I'm, I've only lived at home. I'm, I'm not expecting to be out of my comfort zone to ring Mick McCarthy, Sunderland boss. Written it all down. Mick McCarthy, uh, just want to say, it's Neil Maller. Thanks very much for wanting to sign me at Sunderland. I'm going to sign for West Ham, but good luck this season. And he went, OK, see you later. <laughs> and that was... Uh, <laughs> you put yourself was, all up for a uh, it? It was a brief phone call, but I, I think he appreciated it. Me yeah. rather than being perhaps an agent ringing up. Mm. And then uh, obviously Glenn Rode was saying, right, well, brilliant, come down. But we're playing Preston on the first game. So that's near to you. So there's no point in travelling yeah. down to London on the Thursday night because we're travelling up on the Friday. So we'll meet you. We'll meet you up there. So I was like, fine, where do you want to meet? He said, well, we'll just meet at a service station on the way. I've heard this story, Neil. I've heard this story. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, well, I don't live too far away from Nutsford coming up the M6. Yeah. So they've, they've driven up, whatever, three hours on the coach, the West Ham team coach. And uh, sure enough, picked me up at Nutsford Services on the Friday lunchtime. I've got onto the bus in my ordinary clothes. They're all in the West Ham trackies on the team bus. I'm thinking, where do I sit? Luckily, there was a seat next to Jermaine Defoe. He said, come and yeah. sit next to me. I've sat next to little JD, and, we, and we've gone straight to the training ground, which is Blackburn Rovers' training ground, because we trained there the day before the game. So I got off the bus, got changed into my training kit, barely, barely said hello to the lads, the manager, mm -hmm. hi, I'm, I'm Neil on loan from Liverpool. And uh, we start training. Next thing, the manager names the team the next day, and he puts me in the starting lineup, and I'm like... I'm in, the, I'm in the team. I've not, even, I've not even played. I've not even trained something. Oh, no, that's not gone down too well. David Conley, who, who had played quite a few pre-season games, he's walked yeah. off. He's not. He's had enough of training. He's got himself showered. And I'm thinking, is a player allowed to do that? Because I didn't think any player was allowed to do that, but he's done whatever he's wanted. He's gone off. So straight away, <laughs> I've signed for the football club. And it's not an ideal start, really, from uh, from arriving so, so sort of late in the day. First game of the season as well, that. Oh, it's mental. Yeah, I've got the picture. I've got the picture. You got it. I've got a picture. Here we go. Can you see it? Oh, so so, so that, was, is. that was my debut and should have scored. Poor, poor finish from me there. Gone round the goalie. I think <laughs> uh, I think he saved it in the end. It was about 100 degrees that day. It was really hot. I remember that day in August. I remember sat in some pub in Loughton. Um, yeah, I remember watching that game. Yeah, it was it was a bloody hot day that day, but uh, especially in Preston as well. God, must have been really hot for you guys that day. It was. That's, uh, it was brilliant. What a great story. That's that, that, that sort of sort of sets you on the right foot, <laughs> on the right foot for that season, really, because like um, you know, Glenn was probably there for about well, he's in August. It was he was gone by the end of the month, wasn't he? Really, um, three games. Three games yeah. I think him away at the end. Rotherham yeah. away. We we got changed in a hotel. Um, I don't know who made that decision, but we, Millmore was the football ground that Rotherham were playing at the time. Decent side, Rotherham back then. Um, yeah. Got changed at the hotel. We turned up to the game on a Saturday afternoon in our West Ham kit, coming off the team bus. And, and so I think Rotherham would obviously think, who do they think they are getting off the team? Not even Our changing rooms aren't good enough. But I remember the changing rooms were sort of split because it was such a small one. So sort of half the team was in one side, yeah. all crammed in, and then in the other side. And, and I remember I came off the bench. I've got a picture of me and Mickey Carrick somewhere. 
on the bench, one nil down at Rotherham, and come off on the off the bench, and I played Defoe clean through, and I think the keeper saved it, and we ended up losing one nil. It kicked off in the changing room again. It was a big wake up call to me because I'd yeah. never seen anything like this. Yeah, Senior yeah. lads arguing with the manager, Glenn Road, and it was it was a big shock to me at the time. And <laughs> I like Glenn, but that that was it after that game. Yeah, it's one of those things as well. It's particularly for forgot. You know, it's as you said. You know coming from Liverpool and going into this situation where the team had just been relegated, there was a big change in the staffing that was coming in. You know, obviously Defoe was there and at the moment and David James and people like that, some like real like, you know, England internationals really. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, then Glenn coming in and then oh, just, just not working that second, that sort of beginning of August. And then obviously Trevor, so Brooking, so Trevor Brooking came in. I mean, what was that like as well? Because it's like, he's just like, yeah, Sir Trevor Brookin. Now he's managing West Ham. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. From from the moment he sat us all down at the training ground in the gym, he sat us down. And, I mean, Trev, obviously a legend of yeah. West Ham, a legend for football. And he big smile on his face saying, lads, I couldn't turn it down. I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to take the job. I'm here for however long the football club want me. So, yeah. so, so let's just do our best. Let's enjoy it. And I was sat there thinking, oh my God, he's, he just wants to make it enjoyable. This is going to be brilliant. And to be fair to Trev, he, play, he pretty much played me in, in all his games. He definitely yeah. involved me yeah. in all his games and uh, really got on with it, with him, enjoyed the training sessions. Uh, and we were going well. Uh, we, we weren't top of the league, but I think we were certainly sort of top four or five. Yeah. Um, and it, and I really enjoyed that time under um, under Sutref. Yeah, he was just and uh, yeah, he seems to like he's done it a couple of times where he's come on as caretaker manager, and and I just think yeah, he's one of these guys because it's West Ham. You know, a lot of a lot of players then go and manage their boyhood club, and it never really works out. But for Trev, I think he was always given a free pass because he was Sir Trev, and he seemed to play really sort of really like West Ham football in terms of the the, the quality of football that came through. Um, yeah, so you had Glenn, you had Glenn, you had Trev, yeah. and then Mr. Pardew turns up. Uh, turns up, yeah. All, all turned for me on, on that moment. Um, it did, didn't it? Uh, do, do you know what? In all fairness to, to, to Alan Pardew, because because he came in, I think it was from Reading. He'd done really well at Reading, yeah. if, if I remember rightly. I said, no, no, he's inherited me. So, so, so I'm yeah. Glenn Rhodes' player, and, and I'd signed a contract at West Ham for one season loan. And um, I, I remember there were some headlines when I first signed, Mella's going to play every game. No, no, I've got to earn the right to be in the team, as it showed with how many yeah. games I played. I didn't play every game at all. But um, but so I was on loan for the season. And, and I... And, Alan Pardew was was honest with me straight up. He said, "I've inherited you. I want my own players, so it's not, yeah. so your game time is going to be limited." And I thought that was really good of him. Um, it was frustrating because yeah. I want to prove to him that that I can be his player, but um, I'd never started a game for him. And, and in fact, I had the ultimate, which no footballer wants. He brought me on away at Cardiff. Yeah, believe this away at Cardiff in the league, Ninian Park. I tell you what, good atmosphere. I mean, West Ham brought took a few away fans that day yeah, as well. Yeah. Good atmosphere. Um, brought me on after about 10 minutes and then hooked me after 80. I'm sure the game was on Sky as well. I was thinking, oh, come on, just keep me on for 10 more minutes. But And when it came off on the bench, everyone was laughing at me. It was, it was, it was like... Just, I've just been embarrassed by all my family watching on telly, and then all my mates were just laughing on the bench. But um, yeah, it wasn't to be with, with obviously me and Alan Pardew, but he was, yeah. he was honest, he was straight to me. He, 
he could have made it a lot harder than he did. Yeah, um, sure. So, um, and even years later, I, I went back to Liverpool and then about a year or so later, I scored a goal for Liverpool and he actually wrote me a letter um, just to wish me all the best. And I just thought that was a really nice touch. So um, yeah. I thought that was good. That was good. As you said, he was honest enough to come up with you straight away and, you know, and, and say, you know, it's, you, you're not my, you're not my player, you know, you're, you're a Glenn's player. And, at least there's that honesty rather than making you work hard every week, you know, in tra- training and then, you know, you, you know, you get this point because you're going to get picked. It's sort of that sort of, sort of, not realisation, but there's sort of a, an expectation rather in terms of that, that game time. Um, but also he got injured, didn't you? Um, yeah, he was injured as well. Um, it was just on my birthday. Pre- on my 21st birthday it was. I, play, I played at Upton Park in a, in a reserve game. don't know who it was against. Who was it against Wimbledon? Might have been Wimbledon when before we signed the three players from Wimbledon: Ria Coca, yeah. Joby McEnough, and Adam Nolan. They might, have, they might yeah. have all played in that game. So we're playing at Upton Park. Pardew was in charge, and I've had a shot. And it was at the time when the blades were coming out. Do you know with the Predator blade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's gone gone in late on on my ankle, and it's completely opened up, blood everywhere. Oh. And um, yeah, I was I was in hospital getting it all stitched up. And it took a month for it to close. We tried seaweed, we tried everything to make it close because it was um, because it was a blade. So it was unfortunate, but it was one of those things. And my 21st birthday, I just had crutches and my foot up. And I've got a twin sister. She'd come down and I said, I'll take you out in London. I'll take yeah, you out London, for a meal. Yeah. We'll go Harrods. You can, you can get yourself uh, some chocolate or whatever. And uh, <laughs> in the end, I'm just in, in the flat, just sat up with a fever. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, that always happens at West Ham, it seems. Now, I know it happens at every club, but it does seem for West Ham, it does seem to happen more often than not, um, for some reason. I don't know why, it's just, it might just be me, just my claret and blue glasses, but it does seem to be. But as you said, it was just, it was just one of those things. But I mean, that first period, I said, you know, I mean, you said you bagged yourself a couple of goals, you know, you got, you know, you had, had your home debut at West Ham. I know you've got another picture there for your home debut. You want to see this picture? You want to yeah, see this picture? Home debut. Uh, is, it, is it worthy enough for Instagram or something like that? There we go. So that was yeah. my home debut. That's a great picture. And holding two defenders off there. That was Bradford City. And I'll always remember at half time. Uh, it was my first start. It was my first start at Upton Park. I think I'd come yeah. off the bench in another game. Um, so at half time, it's nil nil. We battered. We battered them. We're playing well. Yeah. And I always remember the fans like a little bit disgruntled. Like, I won't say booing us off, but they were saying, we want more. And yeah. I remember the chat at half time in the dressing room. The lads were like, done all right there. We're going to win this. But the fans weren't happy because we'd been relegated and yeah. they're expecting us to be beating Bradford three or four. Um, and sure enough, second half, I think we won the game 1 0. The foe might have got the only goal. Um, but that was a big shock to me. It was like, it's not, that's not acceptable. You cannot draw at home to Bradford. Yeah. So um, that was that picture. That was that game. Didn't score. Um, but it was uh, it was a good little memory. Yeah, and I mean, as you said, you, you mentioned some of the players. You, you know, that looking in that in that squad you had, you know, you was involved in. There were some players there. I mean, you know, considering, you know, some had obviously had moved on, but some are still there at the beginning, and some moved on. Obviously, when it came to you know, sort of Jermaine and and, and David James and people like that, but you still had like some big old personalities in there for you know, relative. He said, "Oh, you're twenty. You're a relative. You know, you're still a youngster in terms of." football nowadays i mean now you know declan rice is what, 21 he's captain west Ham. he's in a it's different now a different different era now 
Um, but going in the dressing room with people like Thomas Repka and people <laughs> like that, it must have been Tommy like... Repka. I Tommy remember Tommy Repka before Christmas. He had, he had a Ferrari and um, obviously he's from Czech Republic. Um, and we had like car cleaners that came in once, maybe twice a week, whatever it was. And one of them's washing his car before Christmas and you just give them the keys, they move it in the car park and one of them had reversed it into the, the, uh, into the building, the training ground. Oh my God. This poor lad who'd been washing Tommy Repka's car was 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 crying his eyes out. He was he was de he was, de he was devastated because he knew it was Tommy Repka's car, yeah. and everyone was like, "We had to calm him down, Repka, to say, listen, just go easy. The guy's washing your car. He's made an honest mistake, but he was absolutely fuming. He calmed down in the end, but this poor lad he reversed his Ferrari into the building at, at the training ground. He's he's the man who still generally scares me. Um, you know, even when we're like conversing on Instagram, if he sends me a, a, a message, I still I get the I get I get scared just reading his text message. You know, even like a thumbs up, you think he's going to be an aggressive thumbs up with Thomas Repka, but yeah, didn't say didn't say a lot, but no. what he said, you're thinking, I'm staying on the right side of you. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a very very uh very very intimidating person was Thomas Repka. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he said, he said yeah, people like Christian Daly, you had um, you had Effers, you had deadly don you had some really good some really great players um yeah. and probably people like that as well you know i think people we forget who played for west ham you know um a lot of experience there as well must have been great for like a young lad sitting in these dressing rooms people like rob lee you know don Hutchinson, obviously with the, with the with the liverpool connection as well um was you know what was it like in the dressing room more than anything it must have been like a real hodgepodge of of of, of senior pros really um yeah. all sort of buying together basically yeah it was uh it was it was a case of household names you know these lads have been around at the top of top of the premier well top of the in the premier league for years and you're thinking know know, know who these boys are know what they're capable of but it was do you know what it was a good dressing room we yeah. we'd, we'd get together um we'd have I mean, there's a lot of young lads in that that squad as well, and we we'd well, always yeah. sort of socialised together. I mean, we'd go out some some Sunday afternoons. Could be like fifteen of us all, all having a few drinks. It was like it was, it was a good little group. Um, it wasn't all the time, but it was sort of it was uh, a good little bonding group. Um, mm. So yeah, and the senior boys as well were were, were top pros. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're right. We did a quite. Yeah, as you said, we got the the Wimbledon three, didn't we? And we got like when Anton was still there, and you know, the, and there was yeah, there was a. There was Elliot quite Ward a was there, centre half. Forward, yeah, the goalkeeper Chris was Curry. there. Bywater was there. David yeah. Noble was there. Matt Kilgallen was there. Uh, Garcia was best mates with Carrick. Mickey Carrick was only young at that time as well. Yeah, Defoe. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a good little group. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie was. Uh, Sean Byrne, yeah, God, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had we had Stephen. We had Stephen on a couple of weeks ago. He was a good laugh, actually, Stephen. Stephen or Stephen Bowalter. Um, lovely bloke. <laughs> lovely bloke. <laughs> Only sleeps in 45-minute slots. Um, <laughs> he's a goalkeeper. What, what, nothing surprising with them goal. He's all absolute nutters. But he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's got his business he's working on. So, yeah, he sleeps in 45-minute stints. Brilliant brilliant absolutely brilliant uh, <laughs> and obviously we had we had we had young young why can't we, i call him young joe seedy he's like literally the same age as me um we had joe on the other and obviously you and joe i know are good friends um he mentioned yeah. you in his in his interview he said oh you should get neil meller on so i've already got yeah. him on <laughs> um, but yeah and you and you you scored a couple against joe didn't you 
Yeah, he's. Uh, but but before I reminded him of the two goals that scored, he reminded me of the penalty he'd saved. It was a it was a pre-season tournament. We're going back a few years, and it was over in Holland, West Ham, Liverpool, youth team in the final. Uh, finished two two. I got two of Liverpool's goals. Went straight to pens. And he only went and saved my pen. So West Ham won it on pen. So he reminds me of that. It was a great save. I don't know how he saved it. How's he saved it? <laughs> I love the way that you fact that he scored two goals against him. It's the penalty. He yeah. saved the penalty. That's the thing he wants to talk about. But uh, now, as he said, loads of great players. Um, what we try and do with everyone we get on the channel is we get them to sort of name a Hammers 11. Obviously, we know you're only around, you're only for, for 20 odd games, but um, obviously, it was still a long season and there was, you know, the three managers and stuff like that and different players coming in and coming out. So, um, got a and, oh, he's got a selection. He's got, there we go. He's got, he's got, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got notes and everything. It's very impressive, Neil. Right, well, um, it's a long time ago. I've had to write it down. I'm thinking, I don't want to miss anyone out. Ago. When you look at it, it's like, yeah, two, was it 15 years, 16 years ago, 17 years yeah. ago? That it does seem like a long time ago, doesn't it, really? Um, that's crazy, isn't it? I remember that very well that time, right? Okay, so let's start off between the sticks, yeah, relatively easy one, I reckon. Between the well, I don't know, actually, I don't easy. know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned Stevie Bywater was there, Fordy was there, but he never really got a sniff. He went on to play many games for Ireland. Yeah. Pavel Cernacek came just after, just as I left. Um, so I didn't really spend too much time with with uh, Pavel, but uh, David James, he was um, quite, he was just a real presence between the sticks and uh, a big character in that dressing room. So I'm going to put David James in goal for me. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. One of his, again, he's one of those players. I think people forget played for us. You know, as a goalkeeper, um, you know, they there's this sort of like you had like Ludic McClosco and then Shaka Hislop and, and then but David James was like he was, you know, very I, I thought he was he was a great goalkeeper for us. I think he was um just so big, just so yeah. big. He's like, he was goal, really good goal, great kick yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a nice guy as well. Um right, okay. Um you go for the teams you've got them written down, Neil, and we'll we'll stop each one. Okay, so full backs. I've got a yep. choice between for some reason, I've written one right back down. I can't remember any right backs except Tommy Repka. And yeah. as if I couldn't put Tommy Repka in, because he'd find me and say, why, why would I be in that team? So in Tommy Repka is definitely in there. Uh, the other side, left back, I've written three down. I had Wayne Quinn for a little bit. John Harley. I remember he scored an absolute screamer at Chef U away. Uh, but but the man I'm going to put in is someone that I really I liked and got on with, Rufus Brevet. Oh, really yeah. liked Ruth. Yeah, I liked him. Um, thought he was a, a real solid left fullback as well. So, Brev for me in uh, at left fullback. Yes. Centre. I've got six centre halves. How can how can you, you have six centre halves? There was quite a few centre halves at West Ham that time. I've got Christian Daly, Ian Pearce, Anton Ferdinand, Elliot Ward, Andy Melville, and Matt Kilgallen. Yeah. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Scottish international Christian Daly because because yeah. he was a, a proper leader at, at centre half, and then it was a toss up. I mean, I, I live with Matt Kilgallen, but if if Killer watches this, you're not in there because um, you can see too many goals. With, um, it was out of Ian Pearce or Anton Ferdinand, and Pearce yeah. was a great lad. He he helped me settle in, but I was close with Anton, and obviously Anton's. Um, I, I thought Anton had a really decent career as well, so I'm going to put Anton alongside Christian Daly as my yeah. two centre halves. Yeah, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. Um, yeah, Anton, friend of the channels. That's okay. He's happy. That'd be good. He's a good right. lad. He's a cracking lad. Really nice bloke. 
lovely guy. Um, and also, like you know, you talk to people, and I mean, as I said, you do obviously you do a lot of lot of um, you know, sports presenting and stuff like that. And you know, someone like Anton Ferdinand, just like you know, I, I deliberately didn't talk about about Rio and stuff like that because I thought he must get sick of it, and then just he just comes out and talks about it and then I look like a really good interviewer and I didn't actually ask the question, but he just like, you know, <laughs> remembers him, you know, asking his thoughts about Rio and stuff and how living in his shadow and stuff like that. But yeah, he's a top, top bloke. I remember, time. I remember picking Anton up once to take him back down to London and I had to pick him up from his brothers. I was made up, but he never let me in, but I picked him <laughs> up and waited outside for him. <laughs> in, I, mean, I, I was uh, like, that looking around, going to come in now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you crack on, Neil, man. Right, that's my defence, midfield. Yeah, nice. Loads of midfield players. How do you how do you narrow it down? Obviously, well, well definite's Mickey Carrick because, uh, he was, yeah. I mean, what a what a player, Mickey Carrick, one of the yeah. the great midfielders of the Premier League. But then there was Rob Lee, but he wasn't quite in his prime at that time. Stevie Lomas had a lot of injuries at the time. Don Hutch, Hutch, great lads, injuries yeah. at the time. Ryakoka, Noland, Makinov, that they sort of came in, but only brief spells when I was there. David Noble, I lived with little Nobes um, yeah. before, obviously, Mark Noble came in. No relation. Um, remember the Swedish international, Alexanderson? Nicholas Alexanderson from Everton. He wasn't there long, but he was a good player. Yeah. Uh, Kev Horlock. Yeah, Kev Horlock. Yeah, Man, Man City Kev as well. Great lad. What a great lad he was. Uh, <laughs> right, so we've got, we've got all them. I'm going to put Mickey Carrick in. Yeah. And... Um, I'm going to stick Edrington out out on the left wing. Matty Edrington, another good lad, got on very well with Matty Edrington. We said we got him from Spurs, didn't we? Yeah, he was a great player at, at that time. And then we put Stevie Lomas in because he was um, I thought he was outstanding. He had a lot of injuries, but um, Lomi was great laugh, top bloke. And then I've got to stick someone out on that right hand side. So I'm going to put Hutch because he looked after me, Don Hutchinson. Uh, <laughs> he can he can play narrow on that right hand side, drifting. Side. And I've still probably got. I think I robbed one of his tracky tops, so I still owe him his tracky top. So he <laughs> let me off if I put him in the team. Yeah, he would do, Don. Good old Don. Um, I saw him the other day actually. I was trying to get him to come on. I, I will do. I will, we'll get him on here eventually. But yeah, because you see people, don't it? Like a, like a, the. Any, I mean, you know, like when you're walking around sort of the grounds and stuff, and you don't I don't put two and two together and then i realized it was don it was yeah. too late to look like a bit of an idiot i came back but yeah deadly don <laughs> deadly don Hutchinson. um obviously played for us twice came back yeah. you know so i love i love boomerang players who go away and come back you know there's something special about them um okay that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough four isn't it that's a tough midfield four solid that is solid isn't it change out of that but midfield right how's that, how's, get... that not, how's that not won the championship do you know what uh, yeah it was a good point obviously we didn't we didn't go up that year obviously um yeah having lost in the playoffs to uh to palace um i still have nightmares about that there's two games that game i still have nightmares about i can close my eyes and i can still see the millennium stadium the other end all in yellow shirts like bobbing to glad all over because that was their song weren't it um and as actually Blending Stadium again, 2006, the FA Cup final. Still, I still hate that. That game is still in my. I was, I'd gone back at that time for the yeah. uh, for that loan spell, but we we did beat Crystal Palace if you, if you remember that season. I know Palace, yes, we did. Uh, and that was um, that was one of the only go- games I scored in. So uh, Hard yeah. should have brought me back just for that final to score against Palace. But that's chocolate. another story. That's another story. Old chocolate, right? Okay, who's up front then, Neil? Centre forwards, um, you can put the foe in and then you can take your pick out of one of these partners. So obviously the JD, 
Little JD could score from anywhere. Um, yeah. Great goal scorer. I mean, what's he got? He's, did you see something ridiculous? Like he's got what, two or three hundred career goals, something crazy like that. I mean, he's obviously still going, obviously still banging them in, isn't he, for Rangers at the moment? Brilliant. So, yeah, brilliant. I mean, always been a goal scorer, and um, yeah, he, he was he was a good lad. I, mm. I remember I remember his girlfriend at the time. I think had Jermaine Defoe on his arm, and he binned her off about, about a month later. <laughs> It was, but uh, maybe he should tell you that story. Maybe I did that one out. Um, okay, so other, other centre forwards, there was uh, David Conley, obviously not going to put him in. He didn't even celebrate my goal when I scored against Palace. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Garcia, the Garcia, the uh, Aussie. Garcia. Yeah. Good lad. Um, Marlon Harewood came. That was sort of part signing yeah. to, reflect, to, to, to go in the team. Bobby Zamora signed as I was leaving. But another outstanding centre forward. But I think the man I'm going to put in only only played a few minutes with him. Really, um, was was Brian Dean. Uh, he was a player who I know he's come to the end of his career at that time. But cool, what a top centre forward he was, and what a good lad he was in that dressing room. He was he was talking to the younger players and really helping them. So um, I really liked Brian Dean, and 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 for me, Dean, Dean and Defoe up front. I tell you what, yeah. a partnership that isn't it. Yeah, who needs SAS? You got D and D. There you go. D and D. Nah, brilliant. Neil, man, it's been it's been brilliant. It's been lovely chatting to you. Really, genuinely enjoyed it, man. It was really, really fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, man. Because I know you must be very, very busy all over the bloody place. But you can't play any golf at the moment. So, are you a golf <laughs> man? Are you a I golf man? Neil? I do enjoy my golf. You might have seen me in. So I got a hole in one last year. I was like, well, how's that happened? Well was, done, son. Well done. That was it's a highlight of a strange year. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, before I started in the channel, I knew, like, you know, it was all golf, you know, footballers play golf, but you all do play golf. You know, it's like, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's yourself, whether it's, I don't know, Frank McAvenny, you know, it, everyone plays. I didn't realize how much golf you guys play, and it must good be stuff. awful now. You can't play golf. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, rubbish. I'm rubbish, but it's a good little bit of uh, competitiveness to get out there yeah. and have a day. Exactly. But anyway, Neil, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. It's thank you for fun. having me. Absolute pleasure. And thanks to everyone for watching. Um, whether it's on YouTube or listening to Spotify or Apple um, Podcasts, whatever. Give it a like, give it a share. And for myself and for Mr. Miller, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come on, you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. See you later. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.